Welcome to Briggs Auto Insider, Auto Insider, the podcast where the road to automotive knowledge begins. Brought to you by Briggs Auto Group, your trusted name in cars. Welcome back to the Briggs Auto Insider. This week we have Jesse on. It, is there a certain store that you work at? Or are you over like all of Topeka? Because I've came out here multiple times and I catch you at a different place each time. Yeah, so I'm over all the Topeka locations. Yeah. So we have the Kia store, the Subaru store, and the Dodger and Fiat store. So what is your job title? I'm the general sales manager. General sales manager? That's right. Okay, so today, we've this is episode number four, that we are putting together these to educate people that are looking to purchase vehicles or just become more educated on how the purchasing process works. Sure. And today we're going to talk about insurance. Okay. You actually dropped the news to me right before we started that you actually are a licensed insurance agent also. That's right. I'm licensed in the state of Kansas. So I've actually written any insurance policies. So I think I, I picked the perfect candidate for this topic. <laughs> but um, I have five different things to go over and this will just make it to where when somebody is purchasing a car that they understand a little bit more that what goes into the insurance side because uh, once again people have listened to other podcasts i do come from the automotive space and insurance was something i was even caught off guard with a lot of times doing it every single day sure let alone somebody that only has one auto insurance policy and trying to understand what goes into it so the first topic that we're going to go over is types of coverage. And I think a lot of times uh, people don't even realize that there's different types of coverage. Yeah, sure. So, you know, when you're selling a car, someone can't leave your dealership with their new vehicle without having, you know, proof of full coverage insurance. So, and if you have a loan on a car, then you have to have full coverage insurance. Uh, if you don't have a loan on a car, then you can have... Uh, liability only insurance. So liability insurance is uh, the state mandated minimum amount of coverage that you can have on a vehicle. Um, so what's so what's the difference if I have liability insurance and then I have say full coverage? Yeah, full coverage it, means comprehensive and collision. Okay. So if I go out and I get in a wreck in an intersection. Sure. What? and I have liability or I have full coverage, what's gonna be the difference between how that covers? Yeah, so liability insurance protects the other people from you. So that's the, that's the protection for other people's property. Comprehensive and collision coverage is what protects your property. Oh, yeah. So when somebody's getting insurance, the, the full coverage is covering everyone, the liability is just covering other people. Yeah, so. and, and the bank's gonna make you have comprehensive and collision because they have a uh, interest, a security interest in the vehicle that yep. you're buying because they're giving you all the money for the loan. So they wanna make sure that if an accident or- They don't occur, want to total them. Yeah, <laughs> that, they're, that the insurance company's gonna cover it. So um, comprehensive and collisions, uh, even though that's not necessarily required if you don't have a loan on the car, it's still highly recommended if you're buying a newer, more expensive vehicle. Yeah. Um, because accidents happen. So. 100%. Yeah. So we we come in, we're, we're looking for the car, we, we've picked out the car we want, and now we we've figured out we're getting full coverage insurance. Personal information. I think this is the, the first step that when someone is getting insurance, that the insurance agent agency, wh whoever's looking at that, 
that they're starting to look at? What personal information are they looking at? Your driving history is the number one thing. So uh, previous accidents and speeding tickets, uh, that's going to be the number one factor. So and they, they lump you in as a, as a household. So, oh, yeah. did not know that. Exactly. So <laughs> like if you're a married couple and the wife has a perfect driving record, no accidents, no speeding tickets, um, but the husband or you know, the spouse or whoever has um, a speeding ticket, then they might give that ranking, uh, they might rate you like a, a one or there's usually like a scale from like one to four that they'll assign to people and then the, it's a household number. So your spouse or somebody else in your house gets a violation, it's gonna affect everybody's insurance policy. Makes sense. So we're looking at driving history. How much does age play a factor? Yeah, absolutely. Age is a huge factor. So <laughs> uh, not just age. So obviously if you're younger, they view you as higher risk and you're gonna get charged higher premiums than if you're older. Um, but your location, is a big determining factor in your I premiums. I didn't know location, but yeah, absolutely. What? Why do they take location into factor? I mean, if you live in a in a zip code that has a higher theft rate, for instance, yep. then that's or uh, hail damage. Like if weather affects things more in your location, then yeah, absolutely. They have all the stats on the different zip codes. So where you garage the car at is going to affect your insurance premiums. Um, your marital status obviously can affect that as well. So if you're married and you're a female driver over the age of 40, you're going to get better premiums than if you're a male and you're 18 years old and you're unmarried, <laughs> you're going to pay all, all of it. So you got all the money. Gender. I don't know if I mentioned that gender affects it too. They, yeah. So boys get charged more, uh, young men get charged more for insurance than females do, so. Yeah, it's, and I think a lot of times people don't take into consideration all those, I didn't even think about location. Yeah. And it was, makes a lot of sense looking at that now. Um, but most of the time I, I told people, I'm like, all this personal information goes into that insurance policy that's being created. And then you get into the next part, which is the vehicle. Sure how does the vehicle rank for an insurance agency? Because at the end of the day, writing insurance is them using all this data that they have, that they have groves of it. And they say, how likely is it that this person at this age at, uh, of this sex with this marital status at this location is going to wreck this car? Yeah, so uh, when you were saying that, what popped into my head was, an insurance company is a for-profit, you know, they're a business, they're there to make money. So they are literally predicting, trying to predict the future so that they can collect more premiums or enough premiums that are gonna cover their expenses or their outgoing. So um, the vehicle that you purchase has a huge determining factor in that, right? The age, the miles, um, the replacement cost of the vehicle. So if it's a less expensive vehicle, it's gonna cost less to replace. It might be cheaper insurance, but that could also, uh, maybe the insurance company has statistics saying that the parts are much harder to find. If it's too old, it can be expensive because there might not be parts to replace it easily. Or if you have a brand that, like say you owned a Suzuki, 
or something, you know, mm -hmm. where parts can be very difficult <laughs> to find these days, right? They might look at that vehicle and even though it might be a less expensive vehicle, they can't fix that car if it was in an accident. They have no choice but to total it out. Um, and then uh, sometimes uh, newer vehicles can be less expensive than maybe a vehicle that's just a few years old because they have better safety features on it. So when you have like the pre-collision braking systems on vehicles or like Subaru has the eyesight, um, you know, the lane keep assist features. If your car is equipped with uh, tracking where they can track the vehicle through your app, uh, if it was stolen, they might be able to recover it more easily. Um, if you have a garage at your house, if you plan to garage your vehicle, that's always something that's important to tell your insurance agent <laughs> when you're getting your quote is that your car will be garaged. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just, it might save you some money on your insurance policy. But if you have safety features, um, that's something you always want to make sure you're getting credit for when they're looking at the vehicle when they're trying to insure it. So Yeah, that's... I hadn't really thought about all the, the safety features that I was thinking safety features of the person in the car for like airbags, different things like that, how safe the car is. I didn't think about, I mean, the, the collision avoided systems now, the, the lane keep assist that and a lot of, that prevents a lot of accidents. They're gonna look up your vehicle by the VIN number uh, and they're gonna get some data on the vehicle. So some things are gonna be standard, uh, but some vehicles, those there's optional features. So if you have any of those optional features, it's always a good idea to make sure you mention those to your insurance agency and get credit for them because you can definitely get lower premiums. Yeah. That way. Newer cars yeah. can sometimes be less expensive than a little bit older cars on the insurance. And that's what we were talking before this, that I had a, a truck and a car at one point and the truck was way more expensive than the car. The car was just an A to B vehicle, but my insurance was more on the car because the insurance company deemed it more likely to be in an accident than the truck based on all the data that they have. Sure. And it was, it was a Ford Fusion, so there's a ton of them on the road, so it's, it makes sense. Yeah. But it was, uh, it, it's crazy how that all plays into a factor. Same person on both vehicles. Right. Two different price tags because of the vehicles. And you would just assume most of the time the more expensive vehicle would be more expensive insurance. And that's not always the case. So Something else that we didn't mention is one of the first questions they're going to ask you is how many miles are you driving on the vehicle, right? So if the vehicle's on the road for longer, if you have a longer commute to work, because that's really what they're going to ask if it's for personal use or business use, and then how long of a commute that you have. Uh, so if you're driving 10,000 miles a year versus 25,000 miles a year, those are those are going to affect your insurance premiums. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how much stuff actually goes into these premiums that are being built out and these numbers because I think most of the time when somebody's buying a car, they think these numbers just like come out of the air. Sure. And most of the time people are caught off guard. They're like, well, uh, they, they don't know where that number is supposed to be at to even start. Um, what what would you say one of your like craziest like stories or one of the craziest things that you've ran into in the insurance space is yes like, from the automotive side yeah so uh, it's so this when you're trying to sell a car you know it's a, in the heat of the moment um and you had mentioned sr22 so i thought that was a really interesting one because that's definitely something that comes up sometimes so you know you have a client that comes in with an sr22 uh, because they they have a suspended driver's license so an sr22 is a 
state form that proves that you have an insurance, that you have an insurance policy, right? Because if you get an insurance policy, sometimes they're written for like, usually they're written for like six months or a year. Uh, so an SR-22 is gonna report, you know, saying that you have insurance. Currently, it's not just that you have a valid insurance card because you could stop paying your premium and not have a valid insurance card. So typically it's for somebody that got a DUI or a DWI, but it could also be uh, somebody that was caught with like multiple driving, uh, violations or <coughs> if you're caught driving without insurance or if you had an accident and you didn't have insurance if you get pulled over and you don't have insurance on the car then you could be uh, in a spot where you have to get an SR22 so obviously that's gonna mean it's gonna have you're gonna have a lot more expensive insurance so you, know, you have a client that comes in that's buying a car and um, you know the payments you agree to the monthly <laughs> the, the monthly investment with the customer and maybe it's uh, you know, near the top end of their budget already, especially when you're talking about a young kid that wants a sports car, you know, is like 18 years old and wants a Subaru WRX <laughs> STI and he gets one, but he has, a, has to have an SR22 and then he's all excited. And the next thing you know, you're trying to shop for insurance policies and you call Progressive and it's $1,600 <laughs> a month and Geico is $1,800 a month. And man, you're like, as a salesperson, you're like, I'm gonna lose this transaction. This person's not gonna buy it, but yeah. um, the one I'm thinking of in particular, uh, he he figured it out. He it it's it was pretty crazy the first time I ran into it because I just assumed like all insurance was like the same price when I got in the car business. Sure, and I just knew what I paid for insurance. Uh huh. <laughs> so I remember like doing my first car deals and stuff, and they're like, well, what's insurance on? I don't know. I pay like 120 dollars a month. I'm like, you probably <laughs> yeah. 120 dollars a month. That's uh, it. <laughs> I was. Uh, very, very, very wrong, and <laughs> it was uh, it was very humbling for me to learn how insurance actually worked and what went into it. That was the first like I don't know, probably first three months I was selling cars. Like I would help people with insurance, and it was just I wanted to help people with every part of that car deal. Sure. And we get into the insurance side, and I was I probably wasn't that much of a help actually. I just knew the people to call. Sure. <laughs> so we call people, and they get hit with these numbers. I'm like, where did they even come up with these? And I had somebody, it was probably about my third month in that I, I had a guy came in. I mean, whole car deal was lights out, easy deal. And ended up losing the car deal because of yeah. insurance. Yep, that happens. And, you got to remember the cost of a, the price of a car is more than just a, a monthly payment, right? It's mm -hmm. the insurance, it's the maintenance on the vehicle. Yep. Kevin and I were just talking about that on the, the last episode about the actual carrying cost of a, a vehicle, what true budget really is sure. of it's not just a lot of times people shop budget of just a payment, but there's fuel that goes in that car. Or now we're starting to get EVs to where yeah. the, the, the market might change a little bit, <laughs> but uh, you, you have insurance that goes into that car. You have, the, if there's one thing I can guarantee people out there, uh, everyone in the automotive space, things happen to cars, things break. Sure. Like that's a guarantee. You're not gonna find somebody out there that has a vehicle that's like, I have 500,000 miles on this car and nothing's ever went wrong with it. Oh man, I just thought of a great insurance story. <laughs> so Go for it. Okay, so uh, something that we just went through recently with Kia uh, was, were all these Kias that were being stolen, right? Because uh, they didn't yeah. have the, they didn't, Kia didn't build some of the older models. They all have it now. Kias are great cars. <laughs> um, but some of the older models didn't have the anti-theft devices in them, uh, specifically the lower trim levels. So there are TikTok videos that came out where people showed you how to steal these cars with a USB cable. <laughs> uh, 
And um, the recalls have come out on the vehicle, so Kia's getting them all fixed. Um, but it didn't matter because the people stealing the cars didn't know what cars had a had been fixed and hadn't been fixed. So people with these cars, even that when the recalls were done, they'd walk out and they'd have a window busted out or somebody tried to steal the car. And the insurance premiums on these cars skyrocketed. And a lot of insurance companies just refused to insure them at all. I mean, we had to have lots of customers, you know, people calling in saying, you know, my insurance company won't cover my car anymore. You know, what do I do? And it's like, <laughs> you can either shop for another insurance policy, uh, find a company that will insure you, but then your, your prices go away or your costs go way up on your insurance premiums, or you probably just need to trade it in. At that point, I mean, if you can, like if you own one of those cars and you can just get rid of the car, just move yeah. on and it's easier just to trade it in. Cause I, I actually remember reading, uh, uh, that was very recently. Very uh, recent. That, it's still going on a little yeah, bit. It yeah, it is. But I think it's still a, a whole fixing thing that's happening right now. But um, how important is it when people are shopping for a vehicle to get multiple quotes and multiple comparisons on that vehicle? It is vitally important. So um, a couple of, like one of the myths that I always thought when I was growing up is, you know, I've been with my insurance company for 25 years. I just need to stick with them because I get discounts for being such a loyal customer. Well, what I found out uh, is insurance companies will change over time um, like they'll charge their member they'll raise premiums they go through seasons they have seasons of raising their premiums and lowering their premiums so if they have if they feel that they have enough customers right now then they will raise their premiums even on their current members um, but if you're shopping for insurance you know your profile might fit into different insurance companies wheelhouse better than others and it's kind of hard to it's it's impossible to know uh, the, what their wheelhouse is because they change that frequently too so really you should be shopping your insurance every six months like you got to shop your insurance every six months if you don't like the quote that you're getting uh, from an insurance company, you got to try other insurance companies. What's nice these days is it's so easy to get quotes from some of the biggest companies online, and there's some really good insurance brokers that you can reach out to that will look at multiple insurance companies for you and help you shop. So um, I really like the brokers because the brokers can shop, you know, five or six different insurance companies at the same time. And I know here at the Briggs Group, you guys also have different avenues to help people out with insurance, correct? Not as like you guys house it, but you guys have like different people that you work with on uh, insurance and getting multiple quotes and all that. Sure. So when you work in a car dealership and part of selling a car is making sure your customers get uh, car insurance to be able to leave and you run into these challenges, you start to develop some relationships with insurance agents and you have different ones that you like or you trust or that have served you well in the past. So, you know, I, I know I have two or three different people I can reach out to if I have a, you know, somebody where insurance, where the premium, insurance premiums, the objection to them purchasing the vehicle, I have several agents I can reach out to that will get me quotes really fast um, and I can help people shop really quickly, you know, so, and even just hopping online and checking Progressive and Geico sometimes, uh, as simple as that, so. Yeah, that's, uh, when I was in the, in, in the car space and actively in it daily, it was something that having those people in my corner was huge. Yeah. And it helped put together a lot of car deals and it was amazing how many times I got people's insurance lowered. Yeah. And 
when they bought a new vehicle that they bought a new vehicle and they got lower insurance. Exactly. And it was like a win-win all the way around and, and they're super pumped and it it was something that it was just having those relationships that when you have an insurance agent here in town or somebody you work with that gets 20 deals a month from the dealership in town, it makes it to where you end up with some pool with them and sure. they, they can bend over to help people out. So I think that's a, a huge, huge benefit. Absolutely. Um, it's always good yeah. to come in prepared and, and maybe have an idea of what you might be looking at uh, by getting a couple of quotes online. But then if you're buying a car, especially, you know, especially here from Briggs and you're working with um, a company that's been in business for over 40 years, they have all the relationships with insurance agents. So if you have a baseline of what you might be expecting, and then ask your car salesperson, you know, yeah. to if they have those kind of relationships, and it does not hurt to shop your insurance. <laughs> so you should be doing it every six months, no matter what. Don't get caught just staying with the same company because it's easy. You'll yeah. be losing. You'll be spending more money than you should. Well, I think that this is a ton of great insight on getting insurance, and it's. Once again, I think it's something that a lot of people fall short on sure. and they struggle with. It's something that I'm still not going to say I understand it crazy well. But I understand what parts go into establishing that number. And I think if people have a better understanding with that going into the car buying process, it's going to make it to where they're not as shocked sometimes. And they at least know where these numbers are being created from. Sure. So, um, any, any final thoughts for people on insurance, any final maybe tips or something like that, that somebody could use when they're sure. buying a car. So don't, uh, don't buy state li uh, state minimum coverage just because it's the least expensive, right? So just because the law only makes you buy, you know, 25,000, $50,000 coverage, you really should listen to your insurance agent when they recommend you buy $100,000, $300,000 policies. The amount of difference in premium is not very much generally. I mean, if you can spend $15 or $20 a month more to get four times the coverage, that is a very wise thing to do uh, because cars are more expensive than ever. So days. what happens if somebody is paying that lower premium cost and something happens and they don't have enough coverage. It's, it's on you. I mean, you, you, you can be sued um, and it's out of your pocket. So you will be sued and yeah. you will lose. <laughs> and then they can, a judge could potentially do things like even garnish your wages or things like that to recoup the costs. So. That would really suck if you uh, tried to save $15 somewhere on an insurance policy and then exactly. two years down the road you're having your uh, wages garnished because you're trying to save $15 at some point. Exactly. So unless you're, I mean, if you're driving a, a really expensive car, then maybe even more coverage than that. But I would recommend a minimum of a hundred, three hundred thousand dollar coverage and uh, talk to your insurance agent yeah. <laughs> about that and give them all your information and listen to their recommendation. They're not just trying to upsell you on yeah. to make more money when they're trying to push you to a higher premium amount. So yeah, that's a, a great point. We didn't even touch on that, but that is that is something I think a lot of times people just think the cheapest option is the best option and and insurance I don't feel like that's the case because insurance is one of those things you pay for that you hope you don't have to use. Exactly. But the day that it, you do have to use it, hope that you have, make sure you set yourself up to have the right coverage. Absolutely. So you don't catch yourself in a pickle. Yeah. But a lot of great insight and pick the perfect person for insurance, <laughs> but absolutely killed it. But 
That is going to be the Briggs Auto Insider. Peace. Thanks for listening to Briggs Auto Insider, the podcast where automotive knowledge begins. Tune in next week for another episode.